edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes your right to privacy is actually your right. Hello, I'm Andrew Halcrow, your host of this podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, how are you today, sir? Doing well, man. Um, Started out as a nice, sunny morning. Um, Been working on some kind of parody projects to showcase what I can do, but also make people laugh. Um, Yeah, it's been going well. Always good to hear what's happening in the Abu Dhabi lab. As always, I would like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. On this episode of With All Due Respect, we talk about political warfare and how it's unfolding right in front of our eyes. All of this in under just 15 minutes. Let's talk politics. And now, for some politics. Over the last three weeks, the critical government institutions and structures that protect everything from your right to vote to your right to privacy have come under attack in an attempt to make Alaskans doubt the integrity of these very same institutions. First, three weeks ago during the counting of local ballots... Bernadette Wilson, a campaign official with Mayor-elect Dave Bronson, accused municipal workers of a lack of integrity. Her quote, The reality is the integrity of this election process has been in question for years, and now it's coming to light. First, I have to say, what in the world is this woman talking about? When was the integrity of our local elections ever questioned? What were those issues that were raised? And who raised those issues? But more importantly, what were the answers? If our local election system has been scrutinized for a lack of integrity for years, as Ms. Wilson contends, where are the answers? But the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, there are no answers. In fact, the only answer is Ms. Wilson is lying. There has never, ever been a question about the integrity of any municipal election, let alone, as she stated, for years. Wilson, as one of Mayor-elect Bronson's surrogates, is intentionally trying to make the average citizen believe their local elections lack integrity. Because if Anchorage residents feel the institutional integrity of their election system is broken, it gives partisan extremes, like Wilson, a platform to challenge election results and cast doubt on the winner. This will continue. And while they cast false blame on our election process, they will attempt to change election rules to limit how people can vote under the guise of, of course, ensuring a safe election. It is a systematic attack on our elections process and our right to vote, which is one of the most critical functions a democracy must protect. The second attack occurred last week after the Alaska Judicial Council forwarded three names to Governor Mike Dunleavy to fill a Supreme Court vacancy. Prior to the council meeting, Governor Dunleavy appointed Christy Babcock, a longtime Republican Party activist and wife of Tuckerman Babcock, former chief of staff to Governor Mike Dunleavy. Babcock was a controversial appointment, but was approved by the legislature and was seated on the council. 
Now, in order to understand this better, we need a history lesson. A history lesson. Alaska's judiciary is one of the finest in the country. Independent, well-respected, and nationally recognized, it has truly been the greatest success story of the three branches of our state government. The reason for its success is called the Missouri Plan that shapes our judicial selection process. The process, envisioned by the framers of Alaska's Constitution and implemented by the Alaska Judicial Council, created a judicial nominating process that has served Alaskans well. The three-part process that culminates with voter retention provides a system of checks and balances that gives everyone measured input. The result has been a judiciary that is second to none. And while bitter partisan politics has become prominent in nominating judges throughout the country, the absence of partisan politics in Alaska's process has served the public's best interest. Unlike politicians, judges do not represent constituency. They represent the law, so their appointments, as well as their decisions, are supposed to be impartial. Last week, after the Alaska Judicial Council forwarded the names of three candidates to fill the Supreme Court vacancy, a newly seated member, Babcock, penned a raging opinion piece denigrating the retiring Chief Justice of the Alaska Supreme Court and fellow council members for failing to forward the name that she supported. Remember now, this was her first meeting. She was recently appointed just days prior to this meeting and is writing angrily in the paper about the council's actions. Now, in her opinion article, she spent almost every word questioning the integrity of the fairness of the former chief justice in the council itself. But it's not what she wrote, it's what she didn't write that you should pay close attention to. Not one word on why her candidate was qualified. Not one word on how her candidate scored compared to all of the other names that were eventually forwarded to the governor. Okay, check this out. During the meeting, there were seven names up for consideration to be sent to the governor. The Constitution requires the council must forward two names to the governor for consideration. The council forwarded three names. Now, as part of the selection process, the Judicial Council conducts a statewide survey of attorneys and asks them to rate the candidates on their temperament, performance, and behavior. Out of the seven total names for consideration, the three names that the council forwarded to the governor for consideration received the highest marks. Let me repeat, the council only had to send two names, but it sent three in all three had received the highest marks at 4.5, 4.4, and 4.4. So what about the name that Babcock was so angry that didn't get forwarded to the governor? That candidate finished six out of seven candidates with a score of just 3.4, a full point behind those names who were forwarded consideration. Now, you might say to yourself, wow, that's odd that a council member who after her very first meeting would turn around and roll a grenade back into the room. But ladies and gentlemen, that is the role Christy Babcock was hired to play. Like Bernadette Wilson attacking the credibility of the election system, Christy Babcock's role is to attack the credibility of Alaska's independent judiciary. It is to make Alaskans think there is something untoward about a judicial selection process that has kept at least one branch of Alaska's three branches of government actually independent and functioning. I mean, seriously, right now the judiciary is the only working, functioning branch of government in the state of Alaska. So, why the attack on the judiciary? The process Alaska uses to select judges insulates them from politics. 
conservatives have consistently been trying to change the way Alaska's chooses justices because they've been angry at rulings centered around Alaska's right to privacy, right to equal access, and the funding of private education with public dollars. They want a world where justices are partisan soldiers so they can slowly roll back the very protections that have served Alaskans well. Babcock's role for the remainder of her term on the Alaska Judicial Council is not bringing value. She's bringing an agenda. Her role will be to make you think nine ways to Sunday that our judiciary is broken and the way we select justices is broken. She'll claim racism and bias all without proof or even telling you that her political view of the court is exactly why Alaska founders adopted the selection process it did. Babcock's sole purpose in her appointment to the Alaska Judicial Council will be to never let you forget how broken the council is, even though Alaska judiciary is the finest in the country and the only true independent branch of government remaining in Alaska. Now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to close with a perfect example of how our current judicial selection works. In 2016, there were eight candidates who applied for another Supreme Court vacancy. One of those candidates scored a 2.7, the lowest score of any applicant out of the eight. His name was Kevin Clarkson. Clarkson had spent a good part of his private career trying to eliminate Alaskans' constitutional privacy protections. Clarkson had the lowest score of any Supreme Court applicant. Understandably, his name was not forwarded to the governor at the time for consideration. Two years later, Clarkson was named Attorney General by incoming Governor Mike Dunleavy. Two years later, he resigned after getting caught lying to cover up his sexual harassment of a female employee for over a month. Today, Kevin Clarkson would be an Alaskan Supreme Court justice if conservative activists like Babcock had their way. Thankfully, Alaska boasts the best judicial selection process in the country and... Our Constitution is the best in the country. Alaska's Constitution is only one of a few that protect equal access and the right to privacy. These constitutional protections have been the basis for historical Supreme Court rulings on everything from protecting your rights of equal access to the most personal right, which is a woman's right to choose. These privacy and equal access clauses have angered conservatives for decades because they've kept the legislature in check, especially with regards to privacy. The approach by the governor is on full display. The goal is to undermine your faith in our elections and our judicial system and to make you question these very same institutions. Voices like Bernadette Wilson and Christy Babcock are only the latest surrogate voices who are trying to spread misinformation and cast doubt. The big difference is that they are becoming more aggressive in the ways they are attempting to sow the seeds of doubt in the public's mind. Becoming more aggressive by just simply lying outright, misleading, and misrepresenting the truth in every imaginable way. There will be more of these voices, and unfortunately they will be promoted and amplified by partisans who have helped create the dysfunctional legislature and a governor who spends a better part of his time lighting political fires instead of fighting them. Ladies and gentlemen, look around. Look what's under attack in this state. As we discussed, our elections are judiciary. Our economic future and state finances are under attack by a governor who is pushing a dividend so big, his own finance director has no idea how Alaskans are going to pay for it. Not one idea. I mean, it's like, hey, so, finance director, how are we going to pay for this $2.3 billion? You don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Well, Actually, the finance director does know. Oh, she knows. 
it's just inconvenient to explain that we cannot pay a $2,300 dividend as the governor has proposed without gutting the dividend program and bankrupting the state in the future with crippling taxes on both individuals and industry. Now, when someone in a position of authority, responsibility, accountability, etc., etc., is asked a question and their reply is the equivalent of, I don't know, it always reminds me of one of my favorite movies. So now, Van and I will perform for you a reading from the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Why are you continuously late for this class, Mr. Halcrow? Why do you shamelessly waste my time like this? I don't know. I don't know? I like that. I don't know. That's, that's nice. Mr. Sanders, will I pass this class? Gee, Mr. Halcrow, I don't know. That's nice. I, I really like that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave your words on this board for all my classes to enjoy, giving you full credit, of course, Mr. Halcrow. All right. And scene. Finally, our separation of powers is under attack by a governor who is trying to politicize the courts and using state resources to put pressure on lawmakers to pass a dividend plan that will bankrupt Alaska. Almost every institution, branch of government, or critical commission is being dragged into one of the most complete political disinformation campaigns in Alaska's history. In years past, many governors have picked fights with one or another of the state's branches or commissions, but never, never before have I seen them all attacked at the same time by the same voices. Ladies and gentlemen, we should all be paying close attention. All right, there is the music. Our time is up. Hey, Van, throw us those website deeds. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time, and we thank you for yours. <laughs>